0: Welcome back to the Gen Z podcast that still doesn't have a name. Um, we, we've tested a few things, not really happy with any of them. My name's Cameron Riley, and with me is one of my eighteen-year-old sons, Taylor Riley. Hi. Hi Tay. Where's your brother?
1: Uh, university, I'm pretty sure.
0: Right, but he didn't want to do it anyway. No, no. He's uh, he's uh, his brother Hunter has opted out of being on the podcast with us for the time being. Um, Not really sure why. Um, Anyway, it's just us. So, uh, last week we talked about how your generation... uh, Well, let me give you background for people that are uh, listening to the show for the first time. I'm 48, Taylor's 18, um, and there's there's a gap in how... I see the world, things like technology and gaming and films and TV and politics, uh, religion, and how kids of Taylor's generation uh, see it. So the purpose of this show is just for us to have a conversation about how he sees things for me to try and get a better understanding of uh, how Gen Z and maybe millennials uh, see the world differently. So last time we talked about social media. Uh, which was interesting. You you have a quite a profoundly different view, I think, on social media to someone of my generation. What I wanted to talk about today is gaming. Now, uh, you've been gaming since
1: I was. You you got me into it. And I was like barely walking. Yeah, I think
0: you probably started playing Xbox when you were four. You may have. I can't remember when you first started playing. Online games on a computer. Do you remember that one that you played that you got from Becky your auntie? I can't. I could not. Titans remember. something.
1: I doesn't recall. I I know what you mean. What was it? Titans Quest. Titan Quest. Yeah. I, I, that's weird. I didn't even remember that, but it just like flows off when you start saying. It.
0: Yeah. I think I can't remember how old you were when you started playing that, but I think you were pretty young. And and I and I tell this story a lot. Um. I remember waking up one morning, you were staying here. Uh, I walked into, well, were you staying here? Maybe it was. we were still in Melbourne, I can't remember. I remember walking into your room anyway, early one morning, and you were playing uh, a game of Titan Quest online. And I said, what are you doing? And you said, I'm playing this game. And I said, who are you playing with? And you said, oh, this guy is helping me get this jewel or this reward or defeat this level or whatever it is. And I watched for a minute or two and I saw that the person you were playing with had a name in Cyrillic. So they were probably Russian and they didn't even speak English. You don't speak Russian. They didn't speak English. And I said, you can't even speak the same language as this person. How are they? How are you getting help? And he he said, I don't know. He's just like showing me what to do. And for you, it was no big deal, but for me, it was profound on a number of levels. Number one, you had gone online and found somebody on the other side of the world to collaborate with in order to solve a problem.
1: I speak Russian. I didn't. Do you not know that? Secondly, you know, Trump, I'm like Trump's right hand man right now. You know that.
0: Now, listen. You don't know this, but I I am well known around the world for doing the best Russian accent.
1: Come on, let's do it.
0: Let's hear it. When I talk in Russian, I talk like this. It always goes up a little bit high at the end. I don't know why, but vodka, I say vodka, and this is my Stalin impersonation. I don't know. Anyway, um, somebody you you, you found somebody to collaborate with uh, who was probably... Older than you, I'm guessing. And you didn't even speak the same language. But you were able to find each other, work out what had to happen, get the task done, despite all of those um, hurdles. And I remember thinking at the time, and again, I've told this story a million times over the last 15 years, that that is what online gaming is going to teach your generation. is You can collaborate with people anywhere in the world, work on things together. But now you're 18. I wonder if that's actually true. So uh, you and I were talking off air. Uh, The way that gaming, online gaming, is often depicted in the media is that it's uh, still to this day, it's fat nerds in their mother's basement playing Fortnite Um, that they're antisocial, that it's a waste of time, there's no inherent value in gaming. And you've you've done a lot. You've played a lot of games. You still game today, although you always try and tell me you're not, but I know that's bullshit. Talk to me about uh, what you enjoy in gaming, what you think you learn from it, whether or not you think there's any... Inherent life skills or business skills that you get from gaming,
1: I don't. I don't know so much about business skills, but like in terms of entertainment, it it um, is way more entertaining than a movie or anything like that. Because uh, there's different types of games, and I think I learned this in high school. There's four types. There's like the people that just want to blow shit up and kill people. There's the people that want to go in there and play with others. There's also, there's it's a it's a spectrum, you know. There's um, an exploration and then item collection. So there's four sort of spectrums. You can apply it to every game. What kind of game is chess? Video games. I'm not uh, chess. I don't know. Chess doesn't fit on there. It's a board game. Right. This is it's a video game. It's what it's you different. Do you do, does it's the? It's, I think it's called Bartle's taxonomy. That's what they call it. When
0: Bartle's you, taxonomy.
1: Yeah. Right. Anyway, so like. You can, you can generally find a game each person's different, they uh, sit somewhere different on the spectrum, for example I don't play games as much as I did when I was uh, 10 to 15, but uh, I re- I recently started a little bit more and uh, my friend bought a Playstation, brought it over to my house and I, he doesn't like any of the games that I play, none of them I've never met someone like that but he, I, I the stuff he plays, I don't enjoy it. I get bored watching it but if we play something else, I'll not put it down for hours on end. So, I mean, you can find something that will just maximize your entertainment if you just keep looking. And I think that's, I think, important to have in your life. Something that, entertainment that fulfills you.
0: And why do you find gaming more entertaining than movies or TV?
1: I don't know. It just, um,. It's the endorphin rush, the adrenaline. That's it. You don't. I don't think most people know it's that. But if you're playing a lot of fast-paced games, which is the type of shit I'm into, it's just constant. It's it's like watching an episode of a TV show, and then the last five minutes is a cliffhanger. Mm. But it's that, and it's constant. Mm-hmm. And that that's what I think is the best part about it. Mm. Bit of a drug addict.
0: Yeah. Well, it is addictive, right? And oh, highly. And and you know, game developers obviously know that, and they design their games to be addictive. And you know, I I remember um, when we were playing Xbox together when you were a bit younger, uh, the knowledge that we could spend eighty bucks or whatever it was on a game, and we would play that for months and months
1: and months. Yeah, but it's like. It- if you apply that to like going to Blockbuster back in the day, and you spend five bucks to get a five bucks DVD. on a video game, or or a DVD. 20, twenty bucks on three or four DVDs, yeah, and you go, but you have to take the DVD back at the end of the week, yeah. But we used to just rip the game and play it for a year. <laughs>
0: back when I had our original Xbox modded. And we could rip games onto a hard drive, <laughs> yeah. But even outside of that, if like if you're just buying a game, it's giving you a year's worth of entertainment as opposed to a couple of hours for a movie, right? Yeah. And in terms of um, socialization, I know that you guys uh, part of a big part of your social life is conducted over games.
1: Yeah, well, it used to be. Not so much anymore. Um, I don't really... I, there's no games I play frequently anymore. I just do other, other shit. But, um, like, if I had the time, and I... Of course, yeah. It's it, um, With most of the games these days, you know, multiplayer you get on there. And I, I know a lot of kids who make a lot of friends on there. They, they meet someone when they're playing games. Hunter has done it a lot, because I, Hunter binges Fortnite like a motherfucker. And, uh, like, he has his own little group on there. Like, I'll walk into his room and just start saying random shit just because I know there's random people on the other end of the microphone he plays with constantly. That, uh,
0: so he's got headphones and a mic on, yep. and he's having conversations, yep. audio yep. conversations yep. with people. Yeah, like,
1: he's just been casually playing, and then he's come across someone who's good, they've added each other, and then he just, every time they're both online, they play with each other. That sort of thing. That, and, and they have audio con-
0: – see, I think that's what a lot of people my generation don't realise, that you're actually just having audio conversations over a chat server, a voice-based chat server with people, right?
1: Basically, yeah. But, I mean, that's not that weird, right? Is it? Well, you Ray did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it's a
0: little bit weird for people of my generation to think about you're just Having conversations with random strangers from around the world, and that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. I think it's just a weird thing for people to contemplate.
1: I mean, if you think about it, it's not. If most people think about it, your age or parents are going to be like, "Oh, there's a forty-five-year-old Russian kid, talk, a guy talking to my kid. Like, <laughs> is he gonna? Is he a pedophile, or is he gonna send pictures to my children? You know, that sort of thing." But it. For at least my generation, I would think if you're playing on these games, it's the norm. No one on there that doesn't happen, really. I mean, the might the occasional person might be weird, but like you just don't talk to them. It, it's I don't know. It's just normal to just go on there and just talk in a in like a chat lobby.
0: You know, uh, one of the things that Ray and I've noticed over the years when we do meet and greet events um, in the US or here. And we're catching up with our fans, most of whom we're meeting for the first time, is there's um, an instant connection, an instant sort of liking and friendship for each other. And the way that I've often thought about that is that we'll, we'll, we have a common interest. Friendships are built on commonalities, common interests yeah. usually. Um, maybe you work at the same place or you like the same sport or the same football team. In the case of us in our audience, we're interested in the same topics, history.
1: But is it weird because they all know you and you've never known them?
0: Yeah, it's not. Like, I caught up with a couple uh, for coffee last week, um, John and Kay, and um, John asked me that question. I'd met them before at at an event that we ran a year or so ago. But he said, is it kind of weird because we know everything about you and you don't know that much about us? And I said, no, not really. I mean, I've been doing this for so long now that it's kind of... I don't know. It's a bit like catching up with a family member who's heard a lot about you. It's it's not that weird for me. But the point is that I think we have common interests. It's not that um, they listen to the podcast and they know about me. It's they're interested in the same thing I'm interested in. That's why they listen to the shows. They're interested in Caesar or Alexander or the Cold War. And I'm, I think the analogy is there with the gaming thing because you're both interested in the game... Uh, you have a point of common interest to build a friendship around. So it's probably not that weird when you think of it like I
1: that. I mean, I think you remember what Xbox Live used to be back in, uh, 10 years ago. It was eight-year-olds
0: telling me they were going to come and fuck my mother. You know?
1: <laughs> yeah, but then it, then it, then, okay. then the eight-year-olds grew up, and it's <laughs> the eight-year-olds who are now the stoners in their mum's basement who are telling you, go kill yourself, you know. Yeah. And then, yeah, but like now it's like... That's all gone away and now everyone just goes on and... Talk. You get people that talk shit, but, I mean...
0: You don't think there's as much shit-talking now as there was 10
1: years no, ago? No, You that, think that, it's that, changed, That really? whole trolling thing went away, like, after a couple of years. And now it's just sort of...
0: Why? Any idea?
1: It got, it got boring. <laughs> like, and that, how, not for like, the new generation of kids that are but the, getting on there, surely. Oh, the the new generation, like the eight year olds have to go through right, the same process. Right, right. But right. all of us who are still playing games and did it when we were younger, right. we're like, ah, fuck this. I'm not going to go. Like, how sad's that? You go home after a long day working at your Hungry Jacks and then you pull your headphones on and just tell some eight year old that you're going to go fuck his mom. Like, I, like, I don't know. It, 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 it got old pretty quickly, I think.
0: <laughs> right. So. um there's not a lot of shit-talking going
1: on no, when you play No, but that, since that's gone now, if you can hop on one of these games... But like, for example, Fortnite. I played it for a little bit. I, I didn't really enjoy it. It wasn't my type of game. I prefer, like, a first-person sort of thing. But uh if you but play... But you played Fortnite a shit-ton. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, no. I showed you my hours. No. You used to play Minecraft a lot.
0: Isn't it the same thing?
1: Oh, that's first-person.
0: And Fortnite's not? No. What is it? Third-person. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't like that.
1: And no, but, like... I, I, I like my COD days, you know.
0: Explain Fortnite for the people like me who don't really know uh, what it is. It's the biggest game in the world right now, is it? Somehow. One of them?
1: It, uh, Fortnite basically is a game that got built by a bunch of guys who stole a bunch of shit from other games that all worked and they culminated it. And so they basically had the perfect game. So it, what is it's, it? It's uh, you, you put 100 people in an arena.
0: It's Console. Mm. It's not console based. It's PC. Based. Oh, it's,
1: it's everything now. You can play it on a console.
0: Yeah, you can. On yeah.
1: Phones. Phones now. They they just. Right, but it started like
0: it. as a PC game.
1: Yeah, it started as a PC game, and they basically it didn't do well for the first two years of it. That's because they they weren't doing the right things, and then it got like they once they started realizing oh all these other games have this section because it, it's called battle royale. That's the name that they gave to it, and I mean. Like every game in the last year has added their mode of it to the game because it's the thing.
0: And what battle royale is a it's a genre of game, right? A style yeah. of game, yeah. Where you just I, have I, a big battle.
1: It's no, it's it's last man standing. It's Hunger Games-esque, you know. Right. And um. I so with
0: Fortnite, you you install it for the first time, you log in, you get dropped into a world. You, you have an avatar. You get dropped into a yeah, world. Yeah,
1: you pick up weapons and you. Fucking kill everyone and try to win. Yeah,
0: you just—that's it. You just pick up weapons. Yeah, you base. don't have to mine. You don't have to collect things no. to get weapons. No,
1: oh, you can build. You can like you can you can build. I don't know. And since I've played, I know that I walk into Hunter's room occasionally and see him playing, and the game's just gone out of whack because the only way they were functioning was by stealing shit from other games. And once they'd done all that, never gotten bored of it. They're like, oh, we need to put more shit in. They started making shit up, and it just got whack. And I think it won't last very long. I would have predicted it would have died a couple months ago. It's, it's getting there, I think. Um, anyway.
0: Like Pokemon Go?
1: Yeah. There's, there's weird fucking people that still do that all around my uni. So, okay.
0: Let me ask you how your perception of gaming has changed in the last few years. Since you've got a girlfriend, have you lost your... Uh, urge to get your rocks off playing games. Okay,
1: she's not going to listen to this. Well, I won't let her listen to this. I'm going to tell you honestly. Fuck no! No! What? Okay, so Cooper came over to my house the other night, right? He brought his PlayStation over. And then he left it here because he he left it at my place because he had to go to work. And, uh, yeah, I I played that shit all night.
0: (laughs) You're not one of those guys that has a girl come over and then you just sit there playing games all night. That is sad.
1: I turned it off about an hour after she came... Because I'm like, oh, I feel bad. She
0: came, or an hour after she arrived at your house. Yeah,
1: uh, that's up for interpretation. <laughs> um, <laughs> at least she came.
0: I mean, that's that's, that's something. That's positive. Yeah. Well, <laughs> at least she said she did. I mean,
1: <laughs> I'm sure you know all about that.
0: Um, no, not with her, but you know.
1: Oh, just in
0: general. Oh, I'm an expert on that. Yeah. I'm on well the faking all for that. No, 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 no. I'm an expert. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the things... Look, I don't consider myself an expert on many things, but uh, in the arts of pleasuring a lady, yeah, it's definitely... I've devoted my life to that, to the science of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mum tells me about it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that, that that's <laughs> props. Anyway.
1: It's funny because you know that never happens. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, where were we? I'm, I lost track. <laughs> <laughs> so your girlfriend came over. Oh, yeah, and you okay. played games. Actually, I'm thinking of that. So I turned Does it off. Did she play with you? I turned I turned it off pretty quickly after she came. But she came over another night, and that was the night Cooper was staying really late. And then Chris came over, and we we all sat in the living room, and she she played a bit, and we all just played. We were playing like four of us, and then I'd just pass it off to her. She'd have a go. Sucks at it, but you know, let her have a go, and uh, yeah, but. Okay,
0: so getting a girlfriend hasn't changed your relationship oh, to gaming, people- has it changed as you've gotten older? Because you used to play a lot. Now you say you don't play so much.
1: Uh, I don't know. Not it's sure just, I believe that. But no, anyway. it's just my access to games. That's it. It's like literally, if I we don't have a console anymore, we got rid of the Xbox. Um, if I had, if I had, a but Nex- you've got a PC, you've got a Mac. You can't P- play stuff online. Mac doesn't. Mac's not a gaming computer. It's got the the graphics processing unit of a um, yeah. You've got phone. a phone. Do you play
0: games on your phone? Uh,
1: I play chess on my phone. Mm. That's it.
0: Should say that you're quite a good chess player.
1: Yeah. Very good. Consider myself the number 1 in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. No, what, like do you remember how old you were when
0: I started teaching you chess? Ah, uh, like f- 4, 4 5 maybe. Well, you were probably 2, but you I think was uh, taking it a little bit more seriously when you were Four or five. I mean, you started I mean, taking your chess lessons then.
1: I mean, I've played it all my life, but I've only taken it seriously like last eighteen months. Yeah, yeah.
0: You really, you really just got a um, the, the the love for it yeah. eighteen months ago. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um. Anyway, yeah. So I like I I don't I don't have the equipment to play it. Like everything's next gen now. You need a fork out a shitload of money to buy a a beast console or a beast PC to play this sort of thing. Because it's like if you want to get a console these days, it's like five hundred bucks. And then you have to keep buying games so if you finish one. Like, when my mates come over, we, we bought, this is going to sound embarrassing, nine games in the last two weeks because we just play them and get bored really that, that quickly. Really? So, I mean, like, you pay 500 bucks for a console, you, you have to keep buying games. There's no Blockbuster anymore where you can do that shit. So... So... Economically, it's just not... Yeah, friends come over and play games, and... It's rare, though. Like, he's only, we've only just started doing that, because we, we honestly have never thought to, like, maybe we should just do that. Right. Because, like, we know we always used to just find ourselves driving around and being like, fuck, what do we do? Do we get a chance We can't go shopping. Like, we don't have money to go shopping. <laughs> we just go to see a movie? And no, that's a bit weird.
0: And I think that's one of the things about gaming, though, as I said before, for a relatively small outlay of money you can get hundreds of hours of entertainment.
1: Oh, yeah. It, in ter- if Okay. Economically, if we're talking just straight up, it's pricey because, like, I know people, if you want to get a top-of-the-end gaming PC because PCs way more fun, you, you're forking out a couple grand. Um, but, like, when you tie the hours to it, like, my PC, I paid 500 bucks for it, and on some games, I've got a couple thousand hours. That was my high school days where I did shit. But anyway, like, I got so much out of that and so i mean yeah it came to the realization that i came to the realization that we should do something like this when we were we <laughs> my mate and i found ourselves every time we were going out like so let's hang out right which is often because we both get bored we're like Where, what do we do we go get maccas and, and like we eat and then we're like what we found ourselves at the arcade at Champside, like what we used to do when i was younger and just dicking around there but that's expensive to do that yeah so like what's the cheaper alternative just buy a console and we can economically write it off yeah but yeah like fun like that's all we do now if it comes over
0: i want to talk about um some of the skills that you think you've learned from gaming part of the argument i've always had with your mother and your stepmother about gaming is that that in my mind there, there are couple of reasons why i think gaming is actually good for kids to do with you know you have to limit their time for everything i'll talk about the negatives too in a second but the positives i think um this sort of a, a certain digital native component to knowing how to operate in an online world where it's going to be a value it's when we hit a point in our evolution as a species where we spend more and more time online.
1: Dude, when VR hits, man, shit. Yeah. yeah. Like,
0: Fox is uh, four. By the time he's your age, 14 years from now... He'll be wearing
1: a headset on a treadmill and and that's it.
0: Or he'll have, you know, implants or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And it'll all be...
1: I know you said that 10 years ago, but we're getting close now. I did, and that's the problem. We're, we're I've been saying, saying this now, for 20 years. We've got the technology now. We're just improving it. Yeah, the it's headsets like we, are out, it's right? like we, Oculus, it's, those yeah, sorts of it's things. it's like we yeah. built the iPhone. Now we're waiting for the iPhone X. Yeah. That's
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. So the technology is starting to get there. I've been predicting it for years, but um, and obviously lots of other people as well. But we're starting to get there. And, you know, I've been watching Fox play that... Um, <laughs> Hill Climb, this little car game that he's got on his cheap little Android tablet. And a few months ago, he was hopeless at it. He would crash and die every second. Now he can survive in this thing for 10, 15 minutes without dying. He can do better than I can. He's getting higher scores than I can. And it's fascinating to watch... The dexterity that he has in this digital environment, oh, his wow. ability to manipulate the the vehicle and the the gravity, the physics module in there, the the finesse that he has on the controls. and there's only two controls. there's forwards and backwards. but the finesse that he has to keep the car balanced, his his
1: understanding of the physics engine often is astounding for it, me to watch. He's four this is this is this is interesting though because, like, I've been playing games all my life, and generally first-person shooters started on Halo and then Call of Duty all my life, mm-hmm. right? I, I honestly, hand on heart, believe that I could pick up any first-person shooter game and get reasonably good at it very quickly. And you've always had this tremendous ability since you were very young,
0: like with sniper rifles, to be incredibly fast and accurate. And we've talked about this, whether it's
1: hand-eye
0: coordination or exactly what that I, is. I would
1: class it under hand-eye, but also, like, when you start when you pick up a new game. I don't know if you're. I know you know this actually. When you used to play Call of Duty, and someone jumps you from behind, you flinch and you you flip out, right? It goes from that. Like, if I play a new game and I haven't played in a while, that will happen, but very quickly since I get used to it, and it's like riding a bicycle. Instead of doing that and flinching, like like a jump scare in a movie, you react, you spin around, you shoot him. It's 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 like you've trained your brain to react a completely different way, which is I think, crazy.
0: So part of the upside I see in gaming for kids is uh, teaching them to, or them teaching themselves to be comfortable in a digital environment because i think more and more you know i remember when second life was big and this is probably 13 14 years ago as a virtual environment and a lot of us believed that a lot of uh our social and business interactions were going to end up in fully immersive virtual environments then that kind of died and yeah had skype well yeah it's not the same thing though but we haven't really got back there yet, but I still think that is going to happen. Well, what what actually happened is Facebook
1: and Twitter well, I mean, came along. Yeah, Why well, I said Skype? Well, I mean, it possessed no value. Why would you want to see someone on a virtual environment when I can see a video call? Well, it was really
0: a way of social interaction. You know, back in the heydays of Second Life, um, I, I owned an island in Second Life, and I would host social events for podcast fans. <laughs> Who would all gather there at night and we would just interact and flirt and chat and do all those sorts of things inside the environment, right? Take them
1: back to the hotel room and. uh, Can you build Cosby in Second Life? (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, (laughs) um, we're not quite there yet, but
0: I still think that's where we're going. And people that have a. Uh, a natural uh, understanding of how digital etiquette and digital environments work will have an advantage. But secondly, you know, as a lifelong chess player, I'm a big believer that chess teaches your brain strategy.
1: Oh, definitely.
0: You agree with that now that you've been a 100%. chess player? right? But,
1: like, it's... The thing I've always noticed what I've been good at with video games is strategy. And it's, it's just... without Before I even was playing chess, it's like, oh... I know what to do to win the objective. I know how to figure out the best way to approach the situation. And the only way I've learned that is just playing shitloads of games, hours and hours and hours. So I, I'm, I know it. Also. Yeah. And it's it's like. I, it's instinctive, really. It's what right?
0: you You're able to model the game environment. It's very instinctive. It's yeah. game theory, but you have this instinctive way of modeling.
1: Yeah, the environment. And it's the same way that I can do the same the success chess, factors. The same way I think I do in chess. I'm like, oh, I think this will work for these reasons, and it's me trying to predict you. And that's the same thing in video games. It's me trying to think what the other dude with the controller in his hand is going to do, and that and that's the game. The game I spent a lot of hours on playing in high school was that. It was a lot of prediction. That's what the majority was.
0: That was Minecraft.
1: No, 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 no. no. That was Counter Strike. Counter Strike. That's right. So whether or
0: not that. Skill. I mean, I don't think. Hopefully, you're ever going to find yourself in a situation where you need to pick up a real sniper rifle, at least until the zombie apocalypse. No,
1: I don't. But like my hand eye is like really good. Like it's it translates over from that. Like catching shit. I don't know. That's not a useful life skill, but it translates.
0: I don't know. i would be interesting to know if it actually does translate to picking up a rifle. But the yeah. point I was going to make is that I get shit the on and painful,
1: but.
0: the strategy. Um, Part of your brain, uh, I think, has to be... Like playing chess, and there's plenty of studies that support this now. If kids play chess from a young age, the, the part of their brain that deals with concepts and constructs and, and strategy approach, develops. Approach, yeah. Yeah. And I think the same is probably true with a lot of gaming as well. It teaches your brain mm-hmm. to get better at making those sorts of abstract connections. Yeah,
1: I would definitely agree on that.
0: And then the third aspect of it, watching you and your brother, is the entrepreneurial side of it as well. So one couple of things that you did, unbeknownst to me and your mother, when you were teenagers, is you set up your own gaming server.
1: Oh, I did that, uh, yeah. I did that when I was... Pretty young, but yeah, I did did that. But the YouTube thing was the big one. And then you did the thing on YouTube. I mean, I've been trying to do that for years because I'm fascinated by it. I find it interesting. I was talking about talk about what that was. What did you do on YouTube? Oh, it was a lot of things. Back when I was playing Call of Duty video games, it was trying to record that pathetically with my iPod Touch camera, (laughs) and then upgrading to trying to screen record, and then with that with no editing knowledge at all. um and then when I played other games, it, it, it evolved and I got better at it. And I've, I know I've learned personally out of it. From, playing, from just starting playing video games to where I am now, I have decent editing knowledge. I can pick up audio and video and edit it to a good degree. I learned most of my Photoshop knowledge out of building, teaching myself how to build thumbnails for YouTube. And, yeah, I, I mean, I showed you that the other day. It trained, it's, I'm all right on it. And yeah,
0: you solved a problem for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for my um, Messiah thing.
1: So yeah, I think it so. There's a
0: lot of other me. skills that you started to develop as a byproduct of it's, gaming.
1: It's, it's what I was saying the other day. The reason, like my marks in high school were like B pluses and A's, A minuses, half. An, no, I no. When I don't nod your head. When I gra- <laughs> I graduated with three A's and three three B's. That was that was my high school high school report card. Anyway, at the end of grade twelve. But anyway, that's not straight A's like you and mum wanted. I didn't need straight. Like a. I got in high school. You, fucking c's and d's but anyway um like i i, I didn't need those marks because i'm not doing it i don't want to be an engineer um i didn't want to go on to science but yeah but i i, I knew i wanted to do business as soon as i got a taste for the stuff it's fun it's addictive it's all it's it's the same thing why chess got addictive when it came down to elo and getting your score better and growing uh yeah uh where was i just tabbed and I lost my focus.
0: <laughs> Just making sure the recording was still going. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, the the skills that you
0: develop—it's been interesting to oh, in me yeah. to watch the skills that you've developed, or developed an interest it's, it's, in as yeah. a byproduct of gaming.
1: It's what you said. What I said to you the other day. Like, even though I got average marks in high school, the skills that I learnt that I learnt alongside doing high school are going to be way more lucrative and valuable in my lifetime. You think? Maybe. Uh, possibly. Possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, every chance I could go to prison, every chance <laughs> I could, you know. So it's not just,
0: hasn't just been entertainment for you, there's a social aspect, yeah. Um, both in terms of online uh, friendships and connections,
1: offline as well, now you play with friends in, in the real world. And another, another great thing, which I just thought of thinking back to the talking shit online, I, like honestly because I was growing up in that era when that was everything and you learn how to build a tough skin to that shit hmm. and it translates and like you wouldn't think if it's if it's someone actually saying it to you it doesn't really faze me so at
0: all so a lot of parents are concerned I think about online bullying uh, with, with social media and gaming um, and I guess a lot of that must go on how kids handle it is probably a result of their internal genetics and their ability to uh, deal with that kind of stuff if they develop a thick skin or if they don't and they hang themselves in their bathroom, you know? I, I... Yeah, I don't
1: know. Well, that, I think... That you might. ever known
0: any kid that's committed suicide over online bullying?
1: No. No. I mean, I mean, like... I, like, when you used to get good at these video games, I used to cop a lot of shit and, like... Like, it sucked. Like, when I didn't know how to deal with it, I didn't want to hang myself or anything like that. But, like, it sucked. You get, like, oh, wow, there's a lot of there's a fuckload of people talking shit about me I don't know what to do and it's same with like YouTube videos where people just trying to take the uh, take the shit or out of podcasts. you or
0: podcasts
1: yeah <laughs> does that where do you do you experience a lot of hate oh you don't know about that? I know you get a bit, but how bad is it?
0: Oh, well, it's not bad. I mean, I get a lot of... I get negative reviews and stuff, but anyway. the, the 99% of the feedback we get overwhelmingly positive. Okay, There's yeah. 1% of people who but, like, abuse me. I'm sure better you
1: better. know this as well. Like It gets to a point where you're like... I'm sure at at start when you're first starting, you care, and then it gets to the point where it's like, why the fuck do I care what you think? Like, Exactly. You're no one. I'm somebody. Well, it's not about that for me. It's like, The thing that always amazes me is...
0: Why? Why why they go to the effort to write a negative review? Like I listen to stuff or see stuff I don't like all the time. It never strikes me that I should sit down and write a critical review of it.
1: Like (laughs) it's like, why would Taylor Swift give a shit about my thoughts about her music? Exactly right. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Um, So, in terms of uh, uh, kids, say Fox's age with gaming, based on your experience. Are there any things that, well, let me actually, let me go back a step. In terms of the negatives, one of the negatives that I think is genuine is that kids get addicted to the endorphin rush, whatever it is, some sort of neurotransmitters. Yeah. They basically become little drug addicts. um,
1: Dude, me with coding in the last week. Not even joking.
0: Right. But as a kid, um, you know, you and your brother have never been good readers. As opposed to when I was your age, I read constantly and I still read constantly. You've never been big into books. And I think part of that is you didn't have the patience for the payoff for a book because you were addicted to quick gaming payoffs. Um, Do you think there's um, negative consequences of that sort of endorphin addiction for kids?
1: Ah. Uh, Little bit, but in terms of reading, I would say no. I would think I, I, I can. My literacy is fine. Uh, when it comes down to it, though, I think times are changing. It's becoming the norm. Uh, it's just what's ha- becoming the norm. Just gaming, and that's what people are gonna invest their time into. Uh, yeah. So I like. Uh, in the, I think in the next couple of years, it, uh, the way that, you know, you saw me. That's all I did. Play video games, right? It's gonna become. It's Socially, that's the norm. That's what kids are going to be useful in. Well, I don't know what that will look like, though. I can't paint a picture of what that will look like. Um, yeah. But I don't think it plays a big role. I think they'll learn through other... I think there's ways to learn your literacy and stuff without reading. I would I would claim that I have um, learned from games, from playing, one, audio, listening to people talk, to... Uh, talking in game because a lot of the games I play you text you type in game and you so it requires a lot of writing I know that sounds like complete bullshit but I mean I would have said I've typed hundreds and thousands of sentences yo of, what up girl you whack mm, lols is that how you used to text the girls back on the tumblr days <laughs> Tumblr. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> uh,
0: my texting goes way back before tumblr
1: my friend msn Oh, way before that, too.
0: No, but I wasn't really talking necessarily about the literacy. I was talking about the addiction component oh, well, the, of it. D- getting addicted, kids getting addicted to endorphins. But then I think back addictions,
1: to addictions. Not you get you can get addicted to anything, though.
0: Well, I think back to my childhood, where my friends and I would run around and play cowboys and Indians in the schoolyard. Sure, that's not and helpful. war games. Yeah. Um getting shot, wrestling. I was doing karate. You know there are endorphins involved in all of those things. Re- you know, reward for certain behaviors, a little bit of adrenaline. Um, w- I'm not. Would, sure, yeah. I don't know if the games uh, is any worse than that. Yeah,
1: I would say addiction though is a is a natural thing. It happens everywhere. It's a natural occurrence, and I I would say, in, unless it's something bad like drugs, but it's going to happen. Are drugs bad. Uh, some drugs I would say
0: which Which are the bad ones in your opinion because that's one of the other topics I wanted to bring up was your opinion of, dr- we opinion can do that. of drugs well let's oh, we'll yeah. do that maybe next episode yeah
1: I'm, I'm, that or climate change I'm interested in but uh, yeah uh, uh, yeah the, ba- the bad drugs you want to know what I think the ones that uh, the meth and acid that make you go walk around King George Square and the city screaming and attacking people
0: bath salts that make you eat other people's faces
1: no I've seen some crazy fucking people in the city yeah like yeah just coming home from uni coming home from are
0: you you sure it's a relation to drugs or just they might just be crazy
1: no definitely drugs maybe it's I think they're probably crazy before the drugs yeah but um drugs Drugs make make it worse um they've got a lot of damage done and the drugs enhance that yeah but yeah the drugs the drugs don't help yeah um yeah, I don't know. I, I, legalizing drugs is, uh, I think, a big topic to talk about. Right, whether that time, whether that helps people or doesn't, I don't know.
0: So let's let's let me let's get back to then. Someone like Fox, do you think kid of his age should be encouraged to play games, or that their gaming should be limited, should be focused to a particular kind of games? As his big brother, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I'm a firm believer that uh, you see how you can raise those chess players. The kids that start when they're four, you see that they're they're nine and playing professional tournaments all over the world. I think if you teach any kid something these days from a young age and enforce it, if they enjoy it and they like it, they they will they will be amazing at it because it programs into their brain how to do these things. If you, I think, honestly, my personal opinion is gaming is going to become everything. Traditional sports are going to become invisible. They, they're going to uh, I mean, they'll, they'll still be around, I think, in 10, 20 years, but not as much. But
0: the flip side is, whilst you've spent a lot of time gaming, you've also been playing soccer for 10 years. You've I, played soccer every week, every weekend, soccer or futsal for 10 years. And
1: you want to know why that is? Why? Because it got programmed into me at a young age. When I was, I think, impressionable, 7, I think I started, it's what everyone was doing, It's what it, it's what was cool and what and i wanted to fit in so i did it and it got programmed into my brain i pro, basically programmed a love for it i think you can do any, anything and build a love for it if you do it long enough i would say um, so
0: this this you've been gamers you and your brothers since you were young but you're also 6'3 and skinny as a rake and fit right because you you play a lot of sport so of it's time, not an yeah. yeah. either or you can be a gamer and love sport as well. And have a girlfriend, apparently, and, you know, shack up with a 24-7 from what I hear. From what you hear? Yeah, from your brother. <laughs> right,
1: okay. Um, yeah, no. Like, um, I think I can limit myself with games. I've gotten good at it. When I was younger and 10, I had nothing else to do. So it was that or watch Netflix. Oh, watch. Yeah, Netflix was around then. Was it 10? Ten years ago? Mm. Uh, well, how did we used to no. watch Walking Dead? We didn't, do we know? Discs. I used to sit in here on a hot summer day eating out off, eating out off-brand cheap NutriGreen from a bowl <laughs> with no milk in it
0: BitTorrent you'd stream it I think oh
1: cow you know, tuna that's where you found the stream like, yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah that's right yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, anyway yeah so like there wasn't much else I could do but now like I have commitments I go out and I've committed myself to playing in a team and I enjoy it you know it give, it gives you an endorphin rush when you score a goal or you exactly. do it well and that's, that's life it's back to the endorphin rush right? yeah mm. um
0: so you're after being a heavy gamer your entire childhood you've come out of it okay you don't think you don't look back at it and regret you have said to me no, before I, I wish i hadn't wasted all that time playing games no nah, i said the
1: exact opposite now i'm glad i did 100 <laughs> percent.
0: it's not what you said to me like six months ago or a year no, ago I
1: needed a you were that. saying look no, all the it, time i've it, wasted of, playing end games end of high school yeah Looking at now, looking at twelve months later, hundred percent would not trade it for anything. Really? No, because while I was doing that, learning how to video edit and enjoying my time, the other kids were out there smoking weed down the creek and doing <laughs> shit that doesn't interest me. You know, like right. yeah, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I've learned skills that I, I, I to me, they're value. Right. And uh, so. I don't. know. And I, I think I don't know if I told you this other. I told it to mum, but when I. <laughs> I, like, I got, I got good at, like, getting off games at the end, but because it, it got to a point where I get bored of it, I played it so much, you get bored of it, you go, I'm gonna take a break, I need to do something else, eyes hurt, whatever, and, yeah, the other day when I started playing again, like, it gets to the point where if you're playing something fun, you don't want to put it down, and then it just gets to a point where it's, like, it hits a peak, you're like, I'm not gonna put this down, and then, oh, shit, I'm bored, I've died too many times, and...
0: What I found, like back in when we had an Xbox here and and you guys used to play, and if you weren't here and I'd go and play myself, and I'd get really into a game. you get a really good game, like some of the early Halo games or Call of Duty 3 or whatever it was. Really great, really fun games, and I'd play it for hours, and then I'd start to feel a little bit sort of... Guilty? It's just kind of sick, almost like... I'd eaten um, four bags of chips and two bottles of coke. you probably kind of. had. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know that feeling sometimes you get when you've had too much sugary food and you just feel I gotta get, I gotta, Ex- I gotta, or I've had too many coffees. I've, I've, I gotta get away from this. I've I'm never feeling... had.
1: I've never had it put like that. But yeah, yeah. It's like it's like I'm done. Overstimulated. I'm like know? yeah, I don't need this anymore. It's like if you're. I don't know, if you're having too much sex, you can get to a point you're like, "Eh, I'm burnt out. I'm done. I'm gonna take a break," or if I'm having too much drugs, I'm done. I'm a bit. I'm way too high right now. I need to go cool down and have a nap. Right. Or if I'm if you're getting doing too trashed
0: much, at my 18th birthday party and my mummy has to put me to bed, and
1: I don't want to drink anymore. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it's, if I go it's out, you and off if I go too much exercise, I'm gonna yeah. hit a point where I get done. It's. I think games kick you off at a point. Your brain kicks you off. Your brain kicks you off. And I don't know if that's a bad thing. It's everywhere in life. I think your brain can't have too much of something. But, yeah, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think, yeah, I think in the future gaming is going to be important, I think.
0: Well, one thing we didn't talk about is gaming is a career. I know you talk to me a lot about people that make a living out of pro gaming. I assume, though, that's... Not a realistic career proposition for most people who play games, but it is for no. some people. It's, right? it,
1: no, it's for, it's only a real. Because most everyone plays games and thinks they're fucking awesome. That's the point. It's the people that I don't.
0: I think I suck.
1: Yeah. Well, just go on <laughs> losing streaks. Um, yeah, but it's if you play if you've played it, it's it's different for you though because you started playing games like video games when you were like I mean not like pong and shit like uh
0: the big one for me well i was into duke nukem in the early 90s but then it was age of empires
1: how old have you how old were you been
0: duke nukem i was probably 22 23 yeah. um and then you're, age of empires i was but, 26 27
1: you're an adult then I, yeah. I i was like yeah five yeah it's all i know yeah it's it's if there's anything I know better than oh actually
0: well you know that's not true like so going back I used to play when I was a kid I was playing um, the octopus game I, yeah I
1: mentioned uh, that I just said that before I don't I wouldn't classify that
0: that was awesome no that was better than pong and then um I, I, that was super addictive too octopus was super addictive and then They're of not course twenty first century games though. I was I was out I was seven or eight when space invaders came out and Galaga in my in my early twenties I used to. Every night after work in Melbourne, I'd go to the local arcade and just spend, like, 50 bucks on Mortal Kombat when that first came Mortal out Kombat as a console probably, game. Yeah, but so I was playing those sorts of games. Before I was playing PC games or console games, I was playing arcade it, the, games. I think with and the 21st
1: century came the rise of competitive games as well. I know you had Mortal Kombat and stuff like that, but it, like... Big multiplayer games like you had. Oh Halo well, there was 1. no
0: multiplayer before yeah. console games, really. Halo, Age of, even Age of Empires, it was very difficult to set up a server and and connect with people.
1: Yeah, so I mean, it's it's out of everything that I know, gaming's been programmed in there, and I've been doing it as far back as I can remember yeah and it's like and I've spent I've probably but, spent more hours playing
0: but you don't it. see yourself having a career as a gamer despite all of that and um, the fact that you're pretty good with a sniper rifle you don't see yourself as a career gamer and there's two kinds of career gaming as I see it there's people that actually play in real tournaments that really exist and are huge And then there's people who what you guys were talking about ninja on the last episode. There's people who play online and video it and put it on YouTube and make money from they're pro
1: gamers who do do both. They diversify. So they make money from tournaments and from content and yeah. And I
0: assume there are also people that make money from doing tips and tricks videos on YouTube and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Many, many, many people. So there's probably quite a few people. It's not just the best like uh, tournament level pro gamers, no, you
1: can be a pro gamer, and there's, there's like you can be in the top 20,000 of the game, and still be a pro player. Like,
0: um, is there money in that though?
1: No, there's probably not money in that. Right, but there's option. Like the, the only way to become pro gamer is to play it all day. You know, it's a That's bit it. like
0: being a chess player. There's only one Magnus Carlson or Fabio Caruana. There's only a handful of Chess grandmasters that make anything. Do you know what the prize money was for this world championship?
1: Uh, one mil, two mil. It was it mil?
0: like no, it was more like a hundred grand. Really? Yeah, I think the one that they just played twelve games to a oh, draw. Oh my bad.
1: I looked at. Car- I think Carlson's yearly salary is about a million.
0: Right. He plays tournaments, but I think he, yeah. his his prize money for that was like a hundred and fifty grand, maybe because did, he finally won
1: the money in esports. You'll be fucking shocked.
0: But then what I was going to say is, outside of that, you have a lot of chess players. That make money from doing other things, diversifying. They teach yeah. or they make money these days doing online videos, analyzing games, all that kind of stuff. I assume that the same must be true with with online gaming, except there's a lot more there's a lot more games for you to be good at because there's a diversity there's a, of games. I can tell you
1: now, there's. A lot more money in games than there is on chess. Like there is so oh, sure much, that's and true. the tournament tournament prize money is like millions and millions. Because chess is money. boring as batshit to watch. For, yeah, oh,
0: yeah. And it's like Chrissy is a violinist. Like there are, there's a very small number of violinists who end up playing in an uh, in a professional orchestra or being you know star soloists and make a living out of that. But there's a ton of violinists who make money as a teacher like she does. So there are, the same is true I guess with gaming. There's a lot of there are a lot of genuine income opportunities for people that are good at games. Okay,
1: but let's let okay. Let's trace that. Well, let's get back to what we were talking about pro gaming. I think unlike there's, a, there's only one Magnus Carlsen, I think with gaming, gaming is completely different. I think you can't there there no one's naturally born good at games because it's it developed over time and the only way to get good at games is to play them a shit ton the same way I've been like I can, I've got that built in sort of reaction time and stuff like that and the strategy element it's if I, imagine if I played that 16 hours a day and dedicated everything to it and I, I, don't, I don't even play most days I don't even play an hour like shit <laughs> like that, that's, that's what they do and that's how they can achieve so much and,
0: the same is true with chess though well I mean, yeah, you're right. Carlson Carlson's a freak, but he still has no played freak. a ton to of chess. There's, there's only- got to be freaks in gaming though, too. There there's, has to there's be. Freaks. There's freaks in everything. There's freaks in gaming, he's a, he's a savant. There are savants in everything. There's
1: freaks in gaming, but they're made not born.
0: No, that's a savant is born. That's the point of it. Their brain is you know, Carlson's brain is Structured in a way that he claims he remembers every game he's ever seen
1: or played. I, I, you know, back in my, I can remember a lot of games that I played. Like, you know, how I used to record them, but I don't even like post them. Like, I can if if someone gives me a, talks about a game they played with me from two years ago, I can remember it. If it was an hour and ninety minutes, I'm not even talking. I'm not even joking. Like, Hunter, Hunter mentioned, do you remember that game we had where we did this? And like, hundred percent, remember the whole thing, like. It's, I think it's it's weird with video as well if you're constantly watching it your brain mm. is like weirdly recording it and it's the same way you can remember the Raven you I'm sure you don't you don't remember the Raven only when you start remembering the Raven mm. you remember it yeah. the same way like I, there's songs I listened mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. years ago mm. that I used to jam out mm-hmm. to I don't know the lyrics to them but if, if the the beat comes into my mm-hmm. head, I can sing every lyric word for That's work. the
0: way memory works. It's yeah. like these l- loosely coupled connections it's between the, data the, points in our brain. Yeah,
1: it's like someone mentions one thing, it links to the next thing mm. and so it's a chain mm. and that's the same with games. Like if someone tells me, do you remember when we did this and I can remember, oh yeah, and then this happened and this happened mm. and this happened and this mm. happened blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I, I, I don't, find it crazy that Carlson can remember most of his games. If if someone gives him a reference point, do you remember you played a game against this person you played this crazy move?
0: No, that's not how it works for him, though. I think he just knows, based on interviews I've seen with him, oh, this position, I've seen this position 500 times before and here are the variations that work and the variations that don't work. But my point is that there's going to be savants in gaming as well that will have brain architectures that give them an advantage over everyone else. But those people are always going to be... Very tiny percentage of the population. They're mutants, effectively. Um, All right. Well, that's gaming. Thank you, Tay, for giving me your uh, 18-year-old insights on the world of gaming. Yeah. Yeah. Next time, drugs or climate change or... Spin a wheel. Spin a wheel. Okay. Okay.